Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how you doing? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate two for wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome aboard. If you missed the first hour, all right. I'm recording, and you can get it tomorrow on podcast replay. Second hour will come on Thursday. You'll get a best of Friday. I'll talk to you about that here in a second. Don't forget, coming up on the show this evening, still the embedded correspondence, of course. Doug Scheiding will be joining us, and Rusty Monson will be joining us, and John Solberg, of course, will be joining us. So, Plenty of shenanigans and tomfoolery afoot. In about 13 minutes from now, not the least of which, the 100% Assurity Picks, which we will be asking folks in Clubhouse if they want to join in when we get there to raise their hand. We'll bring them up on stage, and they can join in with us. Smoking Joe's Barbecue Pit, $40 of 12000 reached so far. That's right. It only takes one $12,000 donation to... Uh, Get what we need there, right? (laughs) Hey, don't forget you can follow me socially, of course. Whoa, what is going on there, Junior? There we go. Oh. Let's get it up. Boy, in a vacuum, that sounds weird. Don't forget you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for a video feed. Also slash RD Rempy on YouTube for a video feed. We are live audibly on Clubhouse as well. So if you can't get me on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch or whatever live streaming on the video side and you don't want to listen through the audio only thing, you can get me on YouTube as well. We have a nice little round audience in there right now. You can also get an ad-free podcast feed experience if you want to become a patron over at the Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Show. or if you're an Apple Podcast user, you can subscribe for an ad-free experience right in the show on that banner that says ad-free experience or whatever the hell it says. Or just continue to get the show as you do each and every week and away you go. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, episode 204, if you can believe it. We will be bringing you back to March 2018, not that long ago. These, or this particular show, is coming from a stint of live shows that I did at the National Barbecue and Grilling Association in Fort Worth, Texas that year. This one is requested by friend of show and GoFundMe contributor Stover Harger Third. And in this episode, I interviewed Sean Walcheff from Cali Comfort Barbecue, who is the host of the Digital Hospitality Podcast. However, in this particular instance, I did my first interview I ever did with Sean. We got the whole story of Sean's background and how he got into the barbecue business, which was more or less the restaurant business to begin with, then turning it into a barbecue business. We also talked about what NBBQA meant to him at that time and how that particular association helped catapult them to a fairly large degree, I think back in 2007 or 2008 when he was getting going. And this is really a great way to get introduced to Sean and hear how his journey started and where they were at that time in 2008. By the way... This time in Fort Worth, 
spawn two of my most favorite interviews that I've ever done as I look back on all the interviews I've done. I did one, and remember, I was live on location at the NBBQA for three days. I did three hours a day for three days. The only podcast slash live host that was there or live show that was there that produced nine hours of live content right there during the show as it was happening. Everybody else recorded interview here, recorded interview there. People were winning awards that year. A lot of those guys not even anywhere to be found anymore. I did nine hours of live shows, two of which, as I got sidetracked, were my most favorite ones ever. One with the late, great, the legend Mike Mills, and one with Linda Orison. You would know her as Mama Shed from The Shed. I mean, think about that. Within those, those were back-to-back days. I had two of the biggest names in the business just having long-form interview. I think we did an hour with, close to an hour with Mike Mills, close to an hour with Linda. Linda sharing incredible stories of how the shed came to be and their background. Linda's in the Clown Hall of Fame, if you can believe it. That's not a joke. She's a professional clown. She was so good. She's in the Clown Hall of Fame. They've retired her, uh, the, the makeup markings and everything. Mike Mills, that was the interview. He told me that his, his original business was making false teeth, or as he called them, falsies. And that even to that day in 2008, which was only, uh, that, that lab was only a few miles down the road from 17th Street, he still has it opening and operating just in case the barbecue thing didn't work out in 2008. Incredible. I also did interviews that week with uh, Chris Bonnemeyer from Code 3 Spices, the guy from Kick-Ash Basket. Jess Pryles was there. We talked about dry aging. She had just written a huge article on that at that point. Chris Lilly came by for an in-person interview. So if you're ever looking for some really good older shows in that three to four year range that were live somewhere, and I was sitting in front of these people. I was trying to figure out that first day like why I felt so nervous or, or weird. It was because while I've interviewed most of those people before, I've never done it actually sitting in front of somebody where if I offended somebody, like the worst they can do to me now is hang up the phone. But somebody could reach over and take a poke at me if they thought I was taking a run at them live and in person. I want any part of that. Those were great shows. Am I eager to make a run out somewhere else and do it again? Not necessarily, but I did it. There's still too many technical hurdles that could appear for me to clear, and then I'm going to go out of my mind. And it happened there that first day before we even started the, the day of shows. I had them run Cat 5 line for miles, blah, blah, blah. I won't get into it. Don't forget, if you want to hear a guest or segment again that you've already heard on the show, email John, who puts it all together, J-O-N, at com. That's John, J-O-N, at com, and he'll do his best to meet your expectation. And then there's this. Uh-oh. Folks, what are we talking about here on the show every once in a while? Everybody thinks it's funny. Everybody thinks it's cute. But it's real, and it continues to exist, and I'm not even kidding. Gang sold tons of horse disguised as beef and put rotting meat in hamburgers, Brazilian officials say. Uh-oh. Say it ain't so. Get that big stuff out of here. You're not giving my grassroots effort any gas here. In fact, you're snuffing that fire out with things like this. Reported from CNN.com. A gang of six people accused of stealing horses for slaughter and selling the meat to restaurants disguised as beef have been arrested in southern Brazil, according to officials. A statement from the public ministry of Rio Grande do Sul on Thursday said the gang distributed more than 800 kilograms to you lames. That's just shy of 1,800 pounds of hidden horse meat per week to restaurants in the, I have no idea what region that is, up to 60% of restaurants in that area with beef on the menu had unwittingly 
bought horse meat from the gang disguised in steaks, hamburgers, public health officials said. Oh, dear. Inspectors also discovered other forms of spoiled meat, including rotting pork, turkey, and leftover food from pig-feeding establishments. They were also mixed inside the hamburgers, according to the statement officials said. An investigation was launched two months ago after local agricultural defense inspectors raised the alarm. Forensic tests carried out. and The restaurant selling hamburgers in Casas da Sol confirmed the presence of horse DNA in the food, according to the prosecutor, Elcindo Batos, who coordinated the operation. Good job. Way to take him down, boys. I'm hoping some of the central lights played a hand down in Brazil. I have a large burgeoning audience down in Brazil. And they said, hey, Rempy's trying to make a go of it of horse meat legality here in the States. We can't have people in other parts of the world dragging us down and throwing a wet blanket on his surge of popularity and acceptance here in the States. We can't have that. So thank you to the authorities in Brazil for catching that. We can't have people going around passing off horse meat as beef. We want horse meat to be celebrated as horse meat. Come on. All right, we have the embedded correspondence in the green room. I will talk to you quickly about Yukon Glory and their grill and serve set. Absolute revolution when it comes to the landscape of grilling baskets because what do we know? I hate two things about grilling baskets during cooks. I have to wear some kind of heat-resistant glove to take the thing off the cooker. And number two, it gets grease and oil over my table or my countertop or wherever I put it when I set it down to surf. Being someone who's known as a clean freak, that's not something I can really get down with. So what's a gal to do? Enter a great product from Yukon Glory called the Grill and Serve Set. This patented design fixes everything. The set includes three stainless steel grill baskets, which are moved by a clip-on handle that seamlessly grips the interior of the basket for easy lifting and dropping. The set also has a large custom-fitted stainless steel serving tray to catch any drips and allows for a beautiful table presentation. But perhaps in my case, and more importantly, gives you a clean table when everybody's done eating. Thank you, Yukon Glory. What about cooking things in these? What should you do? Glad you asked. How about veggies or seafood or wings? You ever heard of tacos? How about meats of all types? If you can think of it, you can use the grill and serve set for it. As far as where to buy, just standard places. Amazon, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, Target. Of course, you can go to yukonglory.com. That's yukonglory.com and use checkout code 10CENTRAL, 10CENTRAL, for a 10% discount on your order each and every time. So go to yukonglory.com. Dot com order everything up 10 central 10 10 central for 10% off your order each and every time here we go we have the embedded correspondence coming up stick around we'll be right back Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. Whether you're a beginner or professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com or tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. And don't forget, as you look for gifts this year, endgrainusa.com as well for that high-level cutting board that you will not regret. Whether it's a gift for yourself or a gift for somebody else that you really like if you're getting them that. That's where you want to go. So pitbarrelcooker.com and then endgrainusa. It is the fourth Tuesday of the month, and you know what that means. We raised the hotline. And welcome back. The Embedded Correspondents. Here they are right here. Did I get it right? I got it right. There we go. So right to my right, if you're looking at the screen, the longest-running Embedded Correspondent, 
is Doug Scheiding from Texas. Right below me, the second run longest running correspondent, John Solberg from Michigan. And down there, caddy bottom right to me is Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah. There seems to be a mistake. What's that? <clears throat> I'm at the bottom. Four here? I said I, I, got, a, two. I got everything worked I was, out. I got everything yeah. worked out. We're all back. We're good. <laughs> no mistakes made. We're all back into where we should be. So gotcha. before before we do this, let me get right on over to Clubhouse and see. I'm going to ask this guy if he wants to come up, see if he takes the bait here. I said if you're on Clubhouse and you want to raise your hand, you want to take part in the 100% assurity picks with us, I'm going to give somebody the opportunity to do that. So we'll see if anybody decides to take my little invite. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, hold on. Lance, are you there? I'm there. Can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. All right, it worked. <laughs> Congratulations. You ready to do the 100% assurity picks with us, Lance? Yeah, I am. Thank you. All right, here we go. Guys, it's the favorite part of our embedded correspondence segment, or growing favorite part here, as we've only done a handful of times. This is what we call the 100% assurity picks, which means I'm going to say, you tell me 100% yes or 100% no as an answer to this question that I'm about to ask. Now, uh, Lance, I have to apologize in advance on the first one because there is a visual component to this, which you're not going to be able to see, but I know you're a super fan of the show, so you probably have an idea of uh, what we're talking about, and you can paint that mental picture. So here we go. First one right off the bat. 100% yes or 100% no. Should this steak from a Creekstone retailer be allowed in a KCBS steak event? Now allow me to flash this picture here. Here it is. Should this steak right here on this very picture that is brought to you by a Creekstone retailer, you can see the tag top right saying Creekstone Farm, should that be allowed in a KCBS steak contest, 100% yes or 100% no? John. I need 100% no. All right. Lance, 100% yes or 100% no? That steak should be allowed in a KCBS steak event. Since I can't see it, is it in butcher paper or is it wrapped in a in, a, in clear plastic? Ah, well, it is in a shrink wrap, but it does mention yeah. the name of this local meat retailer, and it does have a Creekstone tag on it. So 100% yes or 100% no? No. All right. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no? I'm going to say no just because it's against the rules. It's against the rules. It's the rules. Doug, this is the picture of your steak. This is the thing that you <laughs> were planting the flag on last month. So 100% yes, yes or 100% no, this should be allowed in a KCBS steak event. Should it be? Yes. Doug, tap your microphone. Yeah. Ah, no way. Yeah. Hello. No. Tap, tap your tap your microphone. Tap it. No, that's not picking up. Your computer microphone's picking up for some reason. Okay. All right. Uh, so one hundred percent yes or one hundred percent no? Yes. All right. One hundred percent yes or one hundred percent no for me? No. Of course not. Now. I have done a little due diligence to further escalate this conversation. So I will go to my messages. Where the hell is that messages at? Allow it to boot up here. I apologize. I'm not Johnny on the spot, evidently. From one David Qualls, the creator of KCBS State Competitions, I sent him this picture. And I said, David, is this something that is allowed in a stake competition. And he said, 100%? No. Has to come from their website with their USDA established code on the packaging. Also, he mentioned, they're checking very close for reseller products as well, which means 
if they scraped the sticker off or something like this, that they wouldn't approve it. So if they saw a sticker being torn off the vacuum packaging or something along these lines. Uh, also, a rep can ask for website purchase verification. So they seem to be holding this in a very high regard. So while I appreciate Doug's effort and consternation and wanting to get his particular steak vendor <laughs> approved by KCBS because they sell Creekstone steaks, that is not going to be happening. All right, we move on. 100% yes or 100% no? Lance, are you shocked to learn that Food Network and Bobby Flay have come to a new three-year deal as of yesterday? No. 100%. All right. John, are you 100% yes or 100% no shocked to learn that Bobby Flay and Food Network are back at it? 100% not shocked. All right. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no? Shocked that they are back together? Well, now I can't hear you at all. Did you mute yourself? No? I could hear you on the computer before. Doug, figure it out. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no? Are you shocked that Bobby Flay and Food Network are back at it? Bobby Flay built that. Deserves every second of it. I don't I don't know. I'm not shocked at all. Good on him. Good on that. Me, 100% yes or 100% no? Shocked that they were able to reconcile? Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. If Bobby Flay was making that big of a stink and stalling and saying we we are at an impasse mostly because he was butthurt because Guy Fieri was making $80 million over the course of three years and evidently he wasn't going to get it. I can only assume that he got something similar, I would imagine. But it seemed like he had had enough. He was going to be moving on. He was going to be going to other places and rebuilding the Flay brand or bringing the Flay brand to wherever he was going to be going, and he was going to be happy with that. So, yeah, 100%. I am shocked that they were coming together. Now, no terms of the deal uh, disclosed as of yet, but we'll be keeping an eye on that. Next question. I think Doug's punched out, and he's going to be trying to to get back in here in a moment. Uh, Lance, we'll go back to you. 100% yes or 100% no. Thanksgiving is the best food holiday during the year. Absolutely, yes. John, 100% yes or 100% no. Thanksgiving is the best food holiday of the year. 100% no. All right. Now we have controversy. I love it. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. Thanksgiving is the best (laughs) food holiday of the year. John, drunk? John. (laughs) Yes. There's not even a fucking song for Thanksgiving. Give Give it this. You know, give it this. Give it this, John. Rebuttal. Give hey, there are there is Thanksgiving songs. Adam Sandler oh, yeah. comes to oh. mind. Yes. We want to hear the Thanksgiving song. So with that one's that argument's out. And it's like it's a turkey, it's mashed potatoes, it's stuffing. It's like come on. It's like no. It's the same thing eight billion times across America. Yes, it's a great celebration holiday. Yes, it's not a political or a religious holiday. It has a one a lot of wonderful things. But is it the greatest food holiday? It's a it's a turkey. It's mashed potatoes. Have a nice day. Uh, we will try Doug. Going back to him. One hundred percent yes or one hundred percent no. Thanksgiving is the best food holiday of the year. Doug. In a rare event. I agree with John. No. All right. 100% yes or 100% no for me. Thanksgiving is not. Andrew, you are not the <laughs> It is not the best food holiday of the year. And so you have it. So that's three of five. So we rule the day on that one. We go back to Lance. Lance. Turkey is pretty blah tasting. 100% yes or 100% no? No. What? <laughs> Rusty, turkey is pretty blah tasting. 100% yes or 100% no? On its own, yeah. 
Doesn't taste like anything. Right? Doug, turkey, pretty blah tasting. Absolutely. John, turkey, pretty blah tasting. I just got to stop a minute. It's like, Rusty, it's the most greatest food holiday ever, so let's eat something that tastes like nothing and celebrate it. <laughs> so, so never mind. You're a hypocrite. Um, 100% not blah tasting. It is not blah tasting. It tastes like turkey, and turkey by itself is just delicious. All right. Uh, 100% yes or 100% no for me. Turkey is just a blah tasting. Yeah, it's blah tasting. It does taste like turkey, and evidently to me, turkey is blah. Here we go. Back to Lance. This could be a fighting topic. Lance, mashed potatoes is better side than stuffing. 100% yes or 100% no? 100% no. Oh. <laughs> Rusty, mashed taters better than stuffing. Yeah, hell yeah. Mashed potatoes are badass and stuffing sucks ass. <laughs> wow. That's that's an A and an F, which I love. Uh, Doug. Negative. Nope. Stuffing's better. Whoa. Oh, splitting the hairs here. John, 100% yes or 100% no. Mashed potatoes is better than stuffing. Mashed potatoes is better than stuffing. That's why you eat so much of it all year long and you eat stuffing like once or twice. I'm the greatest food holiday ever. You pick another bad food. Stuffing, Rusty. 100% yes or 100% no. Mashed potatoes is better side than stuffing. 100% yes. Mashed potatoes are great. And if you don't eat them all that night, you can lightly chill them the next day, bread them, and have deep fried mashed potato balls if you would like. We only have two more left, guys, and then we'll get to the other stuff. And we appreciate Lance for showing up on Clubhouse and hanging out. He's in Hawaii, believe it or not, retail uh, realtor to the stars out there and the common folk. Stuffing should be cooked in the bird only. 100% yes or 100% no. Lance. That's a tough one because my entire life it was cooked in the bird. And... It makes sense when they cook it outside. So I'm going to say 100% cook it outside. All right. John, 100% yes or 100% no? Stuffing should be cooked outside of the bird only. Outside the bird only, 100% yes. Right. Rusty, outside the bird only, yes or no? Third option, stuffing shouldn't be cooked, period. We hate stuffing. That's stuffing. Careful. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, Doug, stuffing should be cooked outside of the bird. Always. Always. Huh? And to round out with a 100, a full 100% assurity pick this time around. Yes, outside of the bird. Last one, guys. Here we go. Rusty, we'll start with you. All shaming aside. All shaming aside. And we say it with peace, peace and love. And love. Peace, and, peace love. and love. The McRib is really a great tasting sandwich. 100% yes or 100% no? 100% yes. What? Absolutely. It's freaking delicious. Doug, 100% yes. All right, Rusty. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no. The McRib is a great tasting sandwich. No effing way. No effing way. Wow. Bringing it strong. John, the McRib is a great tasting sando. 100% yes or 100% no. I'm sorry, Rusty. I want to love with you on this, and I bashed you a little bit tonight, but 100%. No, it's not. I even tried again just to confirm. Going to the palatial island of Hawaii, Kona, right, Lance? Is it Kona? Yes. Yeah. Uh, where they make coffee, probably. 100% uh, yes or 100% no, and all shaming aside, said with peace and love. Peace and, peace love, and, love. Peace and love. The McRib is really a great tasting sando. Lance? With breakfast at McDonald's. I'm sorry, I missed you. Is Was it yes or no? That was an absolute worst thing on the planet. Oh, oh, oh my. Wow. Now we're, now we're taking shots at Rusty, I think. Uh, for me, 100% yes or 100% no. Of course, it's no. But I appreciate 
Rusty's stick-to-itiveness. He is not backing down off the McRib. He likes nostalgia. He likes whatever else he likes about it, and he sticks right by it. He is not one to conform under peer pressure, which is what we like. Uh, Lance, we want to thank you for joining in the 100% Assurity Picks. Would you like to promote anything before you leave tonight? Just that I'm your Big Island realtor. Um, homes, lands, condos, whatever you want. Equestrian properties. If you're into eating horse, um, people look the other way. So, um, yeah, get a hold of me if you're out here. Thank you, guys. All right. <laughs> I would just like to say to the federal government, I have no idea who that guy is. We do not eat horse in these states. I don't know what the hell they're doing out there in Hawaii, but I'm not taking any part of that until it's legal. And I'm just saying that with peace and love. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. With, with peace, peace and, love and love on that one. How about that? Wow. All right. So we got about two and a half minutes left before we go to first break. And uh, now we'll tackle some of these other topics here. Uh, Rusty, let's start with you. What are your Thanksgiving holiday traditions? What will you enjoy this coming Thursday with the fan? We switch it up. So we do, you know, we're not very traditional. You know, we kind of just do a lot of things like brisket. We try to do old school stuff. We did a lot of elk for a while. Um, Deer different things like that. Uh, pheasant was really big when I was younger and pheasant still is primarily one of the things I like to eat on Thanksgiving, but this year we're actually selling out and going the Turkey route, but I, I re- we make a whole thing. That's why I say it's my favorite. Cause we don't stick to the traditional Turkey and the things we have to do. We make it look more like the Super Bowl. You know, there's just a lot of different kinds of food out there. It's just all about eating and hanging out with family. And that's really what it's about. So our tradition is to kind of, Stick with, I would say, if I had to be as traditional as possible, I would say pheasant. Eating pheasant. And watching football. That was the big deal. We have to watch football. And I'm really excited about that. Are you on the grays for the day, or do you have a crescendo time where everything will hit the table, everybody gets together and and eats at one formal time? We do both. So we have charcuterie out and different things, and then we have one at 4 o'clock. Everyone sits down to eat. And so, yeah, we have food all day, but then there's food at then and then we have all the pies and then everything stays out and everyone just kind of grazes because everyone stays real late and then we play games. It's pretty fun. Uh, what I kind love of Thanksgiving. It's aside from not stuffing, uh, what other side dishes are you making to go along? Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese this year, but traditionally we mac do. Um, yeah, mac and cheese. And uh, traditionally we just do a lot of mashed potatoes. It's like potato everything. And then basically... My sister makes this weird cranberry thing. It's really cool. It's like a savory sweet dish, and I don't even know what it is, but it has sweet potatoes in it, but it's really, really good. All right. Uh, we will get to John and Doug and myself here in just a moment, and I will quickly talk to you about Green Mountain Grills pellet cookers. You guys hang out. We'll be right back with you here in just one second. Uh, Green Mountain Grills, what are they offering you? A cooker to take on tailgates, parking lots, Really versatile, fits in the back of trucks and vans and SUVs, and that is the Trek. So you're not sacrificing a ton of capacity for portability. It is wood pellet fired, so you're getting that smoky goodness. And you can take it pretty much anywhere you want to go. If you don't have access to a traditional power outlet, you can plug it in to the 12-volt outlet in your car. You can take a battery with you and use the battery clips number of different ways to power this thing. It's great. You can take it anywhere. Now, if you want something to go on the deck or on the patio, a couple different lines to choose from now. We have a choice line, which is your entry level that will not give you a lot of the bells and whistles that you might get in a lot of these other cookers. So no Wi-Fi, no app connectivity, things like this, no internal meat probes, just a nice, sturdy cooker, good space, cooks a lot of food, reliable and consistent. And you're saving some money on top of it. Now, if you don't care about that nonsense, you go prime line. So you have the peak and the ledge. You can get a little bit more of a robust build on these prime line models. You get peak in windows on the main cooking chamber in the pellet hopper. Two internal meat probes this time. Now you have Wi-Fi connectivity. You can download the Green Mountain Grill app. You can make temperature adjustments up and down on the grill. You can set all these different cooking uh, plans where once it hits a time or a certain temperature, step two kicks in, then step four kicks in, then step eight kicks in. You see where I'm going with this. But it's up to you. 
Only sold through dealers. GreenMountainGrills.com. Find a dealer near you. Visit the dealer. Check out all the cookers that they have. Get the one that's right for you. Learn all about it. Then when you get it home, you're ready to rock and roll. Success right off the bat. GreenMountainGrills.com also has on the website sauces, rubs, other accessories. You can buy pellets there as well. It's great. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. We are back with more embedded correspondence and Thanksgiving traditions and non-traditions and stuff along these lines. Stick around. We'll be right back. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. And we welcome everybody back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. If you're not going to be eating turkey on Thursday, get Smithfield ham. Why not? Smithfield.com. They have mouthwatering flavor, no artificial ingredients. Smithfield Fresh Pork, quite simply, some of the finest pork money can buy. It's the trusted choice of world champion pitmasters for use at competitions and at home. And again, Smithfield.com for tips and tricks from folks like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes, and Chiles Cridland. And we join the embedded correspondence once more. Thank you for hanging with me through the break there, gents. So, uh, Doug, let's go to you now. Thanksgiving holiday traditions that you will be celebrating on Thursday. Well, we are in Texas, so we have to watch the Cowboys, of course, be that good or bad. Um, and I make brisket a tradition. So I make sure that in addition to the turkey, I always cook a brisket as well. And probably at night on Thanksgiving and for breakfast the next day, I make carne asada tacos out of a smoked brisket that I smoke all night mm. that night. And then I braise it for a couple hours on Friday. Uh, side dish wise, anything specific? Well, you know, like uh, Rusty was saying, I'm actually doing mac and cheese and I'm going to have a mac and cheese uh, kind of off. I'm going to uh, do a pulled pork mac and cheese as well as al pastor mac mm. and cheese. Oh, al pastor. Um, are you just using any general pork? Are you doing like pork butt where you're cutting it up in nice thin slices that way or what pork are you using for it? Yeah, uh, for for my pulled pork, I'm, I actually made uh, two pork butts today, one uh, uh, for the hospital and then one for myself. And then uh, my local new meat market that not the one I tried to pass off as a KCBS steak, but uh, a different meat market. They have uh, Al Pastor. So, yeah. All right. Uh, John, Thanksgiving holiday traditions that you'll be instituting this coming Thursday. This is kind of a tough one for me. You know, yeah. as you start to get older in life, your family starts to become smaller and things become fragmented. Um, so I, let me go back and talk historically what our tradition is. Um, typically in the past, I am the cook of all of the main foods. The only thing I don't handle is desserts. Uh, typically, I do all the cooking offsite, camera everything up, deliver it to a sister's house and do the service, you know, turkey, the, the dressing the mashed potatoes, all of those items. Um, I do the service and once the service is done, I do the cleanup, pack up, pack up the leftovers for everybody, clean that up. And then I go home and go to bed. So that's typically our Thanksgiving tradition is me giving that gift of that food service to my family and letting, making sure that they have everything that they need and they have a great time uh, in, in a hospitality kind of way. And that's always been my wonderful part of doing a thanksgiving dinner is that a gift from you for that holiday like you doing all that i mean it seems like they've hired you in to cater do you even get to eat uh typically no um because you know it's you know it's it's uh you know i'm doing service for 14 and uh family style of course and um i'm i'm the right guy for the job what can i tell you you know i can i can do it i don't get stressed by it it's you know i enjoy the rush i enjoy the feeling i enjoy the planning so yeah, it's yeah. I'm I'm the free caterer for the day, and that's been the tradition for years. And I'm uh, I've always been fine with it, and I'm truly gonna miss it this year more than I can explain. So for me, growing up, it was a much different tradition than it looks like now. Uh, and then I think it kind of changed after we graduated from college. You know, my parents moved away 
to Florida, and then I stayed up here with my, at that point, fiance, moved into the basement of my in-law's house at that time before I could save a couple bucks and get an apartment with the job that I had at the time. But so prior to that change, it was Thanksgiving always at our house in Cleveland or in Saratoga previous to that. My dad's parents would come in and then my dad's, um, so my dad was the youngest of three sons. So the next one up in age, my uncle Tom and his family would come and it was, you know, quite a, quite a, it's probably at least a week long. If I remember correctly, there were times when my uncle, now this is going back any number of years, would, my uncle brought his VHS player because we didn't have one at the time and rented movies, VHS tape movies, and brought them. We would watch them during the course of the week. Uh, there was always some ridiculous sized turkey that was going in. My mom and my uncle Tom were the ones that were tasked with cooking this thing. And I'm talking, you know, like I mentioned with Stephen Reichlin, I think one year there was a 27-pound turkey in that oven. I have no idea how the hell that oven even accommodated a turkey of that size or how it cooked properly, but nobody died and nobody got sick to my knowledge, so evidently it was cooked safely. And then over the years you get older and uh, I had jobs, so I had a movie theater job mostly through high school and Thanksgiving night is a huge movie holiday. Everybody goes to watch a movie after they're done eating. So I would eat and then quickly get out of there. So I missed a lot of whatever was happening at night working through the uh, movie theater job. And then now that I have family of my own and, uh, you know, my in-laws are up here, uh, you know, it looks a little different this year. And, and we'll talk about that here in the next question. But a lot of it has been now going over to my in-laws. There's a lot of holidays. I don't know if I'm pulling the curtain back too much here or not, but because my mother-in-law's health isn't in decline, and uh, she likes to cook. A lot of these major holidays, I don't, <laughs> I don't cook a lot. And, and I'm not even encouraged to cook a lot, if you can believe it. So uh, she does still does a lot of the cooking, uh, and uh, we'll talk about uh, this year, but it's been a lot of over my in-laws, and then the standard stuff, turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing. I believe there's, is it yams or stuffed, uh, what is sweet potato casserole, green bean casserole, there's usually some shrimp to eat as an appetizer before everything's going while you're watching that first round of football games. So uh, big traditional food, same stuff year after year. And there you go. So that's what it looks like for me uh, traditionally. Um, now, what's it going to look like this year? There was not a lot of traditional Thanksgivings last year for obvious reasons. This year, we're kind of assembling back to some kind of normalcy. So, Doug, what does it look like? For you this year, um, a lot of the same as it had in, in years past holding last year aside? Yeah, this year we're all gathering at uh, my house. Um, well, I say all. It, my parents and three of my four outlaws, brother-in-laws are coming in uh, in town with with uh, without their kids. And uh, they're, you know, alternate because of the divorce stuff. So, but uh, anyway, so it'll be the probably mm, 12 of us or so and uh, we'll be getting together at, at my house and I'm most excited that my brother-in-law that's the electrician who is going to finish the power on my barbecue pavilion that is what is important on my agenda that's time. right most important uh Rusty yes. are you uh are you reassembling into what would be a normal Thanksgiving then this year yeah, well, not traditional, but a normal as you know, as far as everyone else right. would consider normal. Um, I'm t I'm backing off cooking. I'm kind of like John, where I used to cook literally everything. My entire three days was spent prepping and getting ready for it. But this year, I'm just cooking a bunch of turkey breasts for neighbors and ourselves, and I'm going to watch the Buffalo Bills beat the Saints and cry for the rest of the night because I don't think the Saints are getting past the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills so happen to be my childhood team, so oh, I'm, I'm wow. conflicted. It's going to be a hard night, but it's going to be great food. And my whole family's coming over, extended family, all of it. There's going to be like 40 different people down there. So it's going to be a little crazy, but I have my own little room down here where I can watch my football, you know, and be like, you know, the guys when I was a kid that just would scatter and go into another room and watch football. That's good. That's me now. I'm that guy. John, what's it look like this year for you? It looks like a hot mess. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> uh, 
You know, I'm going to take off after work tomorrow. I'm going to drive north to my gal's place. Um, she has a Thanksgiving dinner with her family uh, later Thanksgiving evening. And while she certainly certainly does not need my help, I'll help her get prepped and do her thing. Uh, I'll take off from there about midday. I'll drive down and try to catch a couple minutes with my sisters. Um, and I don't know what their Thanksgiving looks like. And then I will make my way back home. I'm going to throw a frozen pizza in the oven and get some uh, Urban Slicer mojo on that thing. That'll be my mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner and get reset and get ready to get back into my work day on Friday. So this is a totally Thanksgiving. I don't know what it looks like. It looks like I just would rather stay home and stay in bed, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> well, as I had just said that mine is typically one where I'm not cooking. In order to live in complete hypocrisy, which is the state I always love to live in, we are hosting Thanksgiving. Now, it does look a little different for us. So my mother-in-law had a uh, terrible case of COVID last year, uh, was in ICU for the better part of two weeks, uh, also contracted COVID pneumonia. She has some lingering COVID pneumonia effects in the lungs and all this stuff. Uh, Vaccinated, of course, everybody in this house uh, fully vaccinated and three of the five of us have also been additionally boosted. So she wasn't eager to like get around a whole bunch of other people. There's other people in the family who are not vaccinated, their choice, whatever. But she wasn't eager to be around people that uh, were, were not vaccinated. So we said, hey, you know, we all are. We're happy to, to have you and, and my father-in-law uh, for Thanksgiving as well. Uh, and this was planned out months ago. So that's uh, what we're going to be doing. So I have a 13-pound turkey that is uh, nicely defrosting in the outside freezer. And we're going to do some corn on the cob that we shucked off in the summer and that we saved just for this holiday they're going to be doing, which is fabulous. We'll be doing the mashed potatoes and the Ninja pressure cooker for the first time and try that out. And then uh, some other hors d'oeuvres throughout the uh, day on Thursday. So we'll see how that goes. All right. uh, Let's go. Favorite traditional dish. John, favorite traditional Thanksgiving dish. Sorry, excuse me. Turkey. (laughs) I I want the turkey thigh. I want both the thighs if I get them. They don't make it out to the service. I want a thigh. I want a turkey thigh. That's it. Rusty, favorite traditional Thanksgiving item? Uh, pumpkin pie. Oh. But actually, what I should say is whipped cream with pumpkin pie. <laughs> because it's pumpkin pie and the whole plate covered in, uh, you know, the whipped cream just kind of like, you know, in the close encounters of the third kind kind of thing. That's kind of what my pie looks like. Are you a cool whip guy or is it coming out of the can or do you make it fresh? Oh, make it fresh. That's oh. the only way. So much better. Uh, Doug, favorite traditional dish for Thanksgiving? Because of the great QPR ratio, white trash, green bean casserole. Because you can do it with the <laughs> nephews, and you know how much I love kids, but that is one dish that I like to cook with them. And for the taste yeah. and effort that you put in, it's fantastic. You can't beat it. Well, coming out of nowhere for me, traditional dish stuffing sorry rusty but it is as traditional as it gets and i like it uh we will cook it outside of the bird of course sometimes we've done that uh uh, muffin or whatever meathead calls it stuffing or (laughs) where he puts it in the the muffin tins we've tried to do that as well i i like it my wife makes a really good uh stuffing and uh there you go uh favorite non-traditional dish doug my wife makes her award-winning bread pudding. Ooh. Bread pudding. Yeah. My favorite. With white chocolate. Oh, yeah. And then she's actually going to put a, a mousse on top of it this year. Oh, dear. All right. Well, Doug will not yeah. be joining us in December because he'll be dead. I'll be uh, sleeping. Rusty, favorite non-traditional dish for Thanksgiving? My uncle used to make elk or venison, I guess it wasn't just always elk, but summer sausage that he would have every year, and it was freaking great. John, favorite non-traditional item? Um, something that I always make was a wild waterfowl, uh, bacon-wrapped chestnut-filled, you know, chestnut, little piece of duck breast wrapped in bacon, cooked on skewers. It was always a part of our uh, Thanksgiving, and it was typically non non traditional. Uh, this would never be me, but I had them two years ago, and for some reason, I'm a huge fan because I've had them before, and I was not a fan. Believe it or not, I will eat the ass end out of about two dozen oysters, cold 
We'll just splash a hot sauce, suck it down, and I have become a huge fan of oysters, if you can believe it or not. All right, last question here. What should you make if you didn't get a turkey or it's still in the freezer as we speak? John. It's easy. It's simple. Make a lasagna. Make a nice, simple, from scratch lasagna. You have time. Go get a Stouffer's Frozen. Get yourself a piece of bread, that frozen garlic bread out of the freezer. You're good to go. If I could change the Mm. entire tradition of Thanksgiving, it would be lasagna and garlic bread forever. Wow. Uh, Rusty, what should you be eating if your turkey's still in the freezer or you didn't get one? If it's still in the freezer, just cook it cold. Cook it frozen. Cook it for 12 hours. Rusty, you're missing the point of the question. Come on, work with me. I'm trying to help the people, Greg. Fuck the people. This is my show. <laughs> you know, didn't wasn't it you that has spaghetti the night before or something like yes, that? Yes, I'm making spaghetti tomorrow, believe it or not. That's right. Honestly, I'm kind of with John there, man. Do something cool like that. A big family style, something like spaghetti or lasagna sounds actually really cool because tradition sucks, man. It's about eating and, and spending time with family. It's not about eating a certain thing. So get that out of your head and make it a big time to celebrate family and make something like, you know, a good spaghetti with some pecorino. It's the best kind of cheese. Doug, if you didn't get your turkey into the refrigerator or you just don't have turkey what should you be eating on thursday brisket or prime rib roast go with the meat now we are doing what rusty's saying we are getting pizza for tomorrow night and then we'll probably munch on it for the next couple of days you know what we don't eat so um we are going to have that tomorrow night Uh, if you don't have turkey my first option was going to be some kind of a rib roast because it's delicious you can also double up on Christmas if you want, or you can reverse them. You can make sure that you get your turkey and have it defrosted properly in time for Christmas. Because a lot of people will eat turkey on Thursday. They'll also double up again in a month for Christmas time, but I'm more of a prime rib guy on Christmas too. And of course, pasta is always an option. Yes, but we always have that the night before. Uh, that was also a tradition of Thanksgiving that we learned growing up in our house. Wednesday was always pasta night, and then Thursday was the big Thanksgiving. Last question here before we call it an evening and we go to John Solberg first. What are you most thankful for this Thanksgiving? I'm just thankful for the people that are there for me no matter what. That is that is truly what I'm the most thankful for right now. Rusty, what are you most thankful for this Thanksgiving? Uh, life and everything in it, man. Cause you know, we can sit there and harp on all the bad things, but there's 90% good things all around you. Just take a minute to look at it and you'll realize how awesome your life really is. Doug, what are you most thankful for this Thanksgiving? Being the eldest? Well, maybe, I guess maybe John maybe, maybe has this on, but, um, my health. I mean, I've just had some friends that have uh, had some bad health issues over the, that I just recently found out about. So, um, be thankful, man. Every day you wake up and you feel good, be thankful. Uh, I am most thankful for the three guys that you see right there on your screen, my embedded correspondents from a barbecue perspective. Uh, outside of the barbecue realm, I am most thankful for my immediate family, my wife Becky, and my daughters Bobby, Maddie, and Marley, and everything else outside of that can suck. <laughs> Got the crew, we're down, and we are ready to rock and roll. So that's what I'm most thankful for this Thanksgiving. Guys, always appreciate the time this evening. I hope everybody stays safe through the course of the week. Has a great Thursday, of course. And then we will see you back in December as we break down Christmas time. And, of course, we will be looking at best moments of 2021. And we'll also potentially be looking at making predictions into 2022. So we might have a full two-hour uh, uh, embedded correspondent in that show. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, so we'll see what happens. Guys, thank you so much. And away we go. All right, we got one more read to go, and then we will get you headed in the right direction for Thursday. Uh, let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need 
to be a better outdoor cook. Known for the championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit, and in the backyard, 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. Whether you're a cook cooking to impress judges or friends, Big Papa Smokers has something for everybody and will not disappoint. Also, the owner of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. So if you're tired of what's out there currently or you're looking for something new to change the game up, Granny's Barbecue Sauce is something you want to take a look at. Aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, they have cookers, and you know this. Are you looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out that Mac 2-star General Pellet Cooker. Having a revamp recently, Big Pop Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, and even offering special packages. Not a fan of pellet smokers? Take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Pop trusts on his competition trailer. If you're not sure of what grill you need, call them. They have a phone number. They have people, experts, that will answer your calls, 877-828-0727, or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. And this portion being brought to you by Vortic Watch Company, a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado. They take antique American pocket watches and turn them into wristwatches, just like this one. Their mission, preserve and enhance the legacy of excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique quality functional timepieces with exceptional value. And here's the best part. Each watch that Vortic makes is unique and one-of-a-kind. Vortic founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VorticWatches.com. By the way, if you are interested in the military watches that I've been talking about the last two weeks, as of 3 p.m. Eastern today, there are only two left. Uh-oh. Two. One, two. And there might not even be two left at this point. So if you were interested, you were on the fence, make sure you get over to VorticWatches.com, go under the military portion that's listed Check out that watch. It's so awesome. You're going to have a piece of history on your wrist for the rest of your life. And there might be two left. You have to wait until next Veterans Day for the next round of military watches to be released. So if you're really looking at that, get after it now before they're all gone. Remember, they started out with 50 and 46 or 47 of them were gone within the first 12 hours. So there you go. All right, let's close it up all the way back in the first hour. We talked with Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. Don't forget, you can pre-order this book right now, The Complete Guide to Smoking Meat, 100 Smoking Good Recipes for Barbecue and More from Derek Riches and Sabrina Baksh. You can get it over on Amazon.com. You can also get it over DerekRiches.com. Pre-order! Then... We talked with fast food expert Bill Oakley at that Bill Oakley on Instagram. Oh, you might also know him as being like the showrunner for The Simpsons for any number of years with Emmy Awards and all that stuff. But forget about that. He's a fast food expert. Second hour, embedded correspondence talking about all things Thanksgiving towards the end, but we open it up with the 100% assurity picks. And we thank Lance Owens. Realtor to the stars over there in the paradise of Hawaii on the island of Kona. By the way, he did write in through the chat saying that he was just kidding about horse meat. We know, we know. We're just having a little fun, Lance. I got a CYA sometimes. But we all know everybody's kidding here, right? Of course. Nobody's looking the other way in Hawaii about eating horse meat. They're looking that way, not the other way. A big show planned for you next week, as always. Uh, Leanne Whippin making her triumphant debut into the show once more after a number of years off. Also, end of December, we're going to be inviting Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authority. He will be on as well. Big show. How do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host at Produce American telling you have a great Thanksgiving and we will see you next Tuesday. Good night now.
Dino Dan from Cypress, California, and you're watching the Barbecue Central Show.